0: Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio brings you prescribed listening from our trusted contributors at the Ontario Pharmacists Association.
1: Welcome back. Do you suffer from heartburn? Millions of people do, but many of us don't understand how serious heartburn and GERD can be, and that is gastroesophageal reflux disease. Now, it can have a debilitating effect on patients' health-related quality of life and daily activities. I'm here with our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association, John Papasturgio. Hi, John. Hey, good to be here. Okay, John is here to take your calls and answer your questions, but first, remember this.
2: Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. Oh, what a relief.
1: It is. Yeah. what a relief okay <laughs> Lots well the
3: past yeah. that
1: that made it sound almost cute but it's not so cute
3: no and it's uh, i would say easily probably 30% of the questions we get in in the pharmacy you know patients just approaching the counter around kind of this issue you know they don't really know what it is but they you know they have they experience symptoms generally describe it as bloating burning burping gassiness it could be actually a wide spectrum we call it GERD, reflux. What it is, it's a, a weakening of that, that esophageal sphincter. So when you have, uh, you know, eat a lot or eat certain foods, it triggers that reflux of the acid back into the esophagus. And that's where you get these kind of these kind of, uh, uh, non-specific GI uh, uh, symptoms. And it and can be very, very bothersome uh, to some people. Eh, many patients, it's minor, but in, it, could, it could go to the very severe in a, in a percentage of uh, uh, the people we see. And it's something that you've got to get treated because untreated uh, GERD, esophageal reflux, could cause something called Barrett's esophagus, affect the lining of the esophagus, and put you at risk for cancer. So, something uh, that may seem not so uh, concerning, but could become concerning uh, if it goes untreated over years and years.
1: Okay, I want to give the numbers out for people who have questions about this. As you said, it's a very common complaint. I suffer from it sometimes, so too. Do I. Four one six three six zero zero seven forty toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. We're talking about heartburn, acid reflux, and John. Um, what about you? Know there seem to be a lot of over the counter medications. So when you say you need to be treated for it, do you need to get some kind of diagnosis from a doctor, or most people think I'll just pick something up?
3: You know, uh, there. Good question, actually. Uh, generally, if it seems to be a mild to moderate case that is transient, it comes and goes, uh, it's triggered by certain things, we'll try to manage that in the pharmacy. And we can, we have a lot of options everything from the antacids to the H2 receptor antagonists. These are things like Xantac that you see. Uh, uh, available over the counter, and now we actually have PPIs, which are proton pump inhibitors. Losec is the brand name of one of them. Uh, Nexium is the prescription version of that. But uh, essentially, you can
1: get that over the counter. You can too. now,
3: yeah. So oh, oh, the Losec available over the counter, you have to uh, speak to your pharmacist. It's kept behind the counter there, but it's uh, it's newly available to pharmacists to kind of help manage this. The concern becomes if we have alarm symptoms, because sometimes these nonspecific GI symptoms could be uh, masking something more severe. So generally, if the patient has vomiting, nausea, uh, you know, bloody stool... uh, uh, is over 50 and, uh, you know, it's it's just kind of popped out of the blue, never had this before. These are some things that sometimes make us trigger, hey, maybe something else is going on. Let's get this investigated. And we may try to manage the symptoms on the short term, uh, but we also will refer the patient off.
1: Okay. Uh, the lines are starting to fill yeah. up, so let's go right there. Robin in Orangeville. Hi, Robin. Oh,
4: hello. Thanks for taking my call. You're very welcome. Go ahead. Um, okay. Um. Now, I... I've been to the doctor because I've been having, which I thought maybe was reflex. I do have a, a very small hiatus hernia. Now, I've been getting food stuck in on just under where my sternum is, under my breastbone. And my doctor's telling me now, it's oh, it's just heartburn, and put me on um, a prescription. But I'm thinking... It's, it's a very severe heartburn. I've had heartburn a couple times through when I was carrying children. But this is nothing like heartburn. It, the food is stuck in, yeah. like, where, right on my sternum, right below my breastbone. But I don't understand how this could be heartburn.
3: Robin, that, that could, to me sounds like it potentially could be more concerning. Go somewhere else. Go see someone else. Have you been scoped? Have they done an endoscopy at all?
4: ago, that's when they found the hiatal hernia because they thought it was my gallbladder. And I said, well, you're not taking my parts out until you're for sure. Okay. And it was a hiatal hernia.
3: But that was before you had these symptoms.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like something new. It's been going on for the last year. And it's mostly I find when I'm eating... uh, Lately, it's been everything. But it was when I was eating cold like cold chicken.
3: Sure. And it
4: would just kind of... Like, it would be so bad. Like, I would be... You, you need to get it looked at. You got to
3: get it scoped. We're not going to be able to you know, know okay. for sure. Get it scoped. I don't like the sound of this. Uh, okay. you know, and let's just make sure it's nothing more severe because you know, uh, the stickiness of the food there is what concerns me. A little. That's not a typical symptom of reflux. Uh, uh-huh. And you know it's easy enough to get scoped. I mean, you got to wait for an appointment. But let's get that looked at. If it's all good, then it's all good. And we'll treat the uh, reflux like reflux. But let's make sure it's nothing else.
4: Okay, Okay, I'll I'll continue on. And thank you for
1: uh, your time. Okay, thank you, Robin. Have a good day. Bye, now. Anna in Toronto. Hello,
5: Anna. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. Um, uh, I was diagnosed many years ago, oh, about fifteen years ago, uh, with having acid reflux, and I was taking, uh, I was giving given Zantac pills for uh, uh, which I was taking for a number of years. Um, And then I had an endoscopy done by a different doctor and he said I never had acid reflux in the first place. Um, I had what was called nutcracker esophagus which is um, uh, having to do with the muscular contractions of the esophagus. Now, um, so I'm not on any kind of medication now, but one of the the things that's been happening lately at nighttime is uh, I get a very, very bad um, bitter acid taste in my mouth when I'm sleeping. Uh, and I wonder if this has anything to do uh, with uh, the condition
3: yeah great question that 's a very typical symptom of reflux right so uh once you get flat, so when you 're upright you don 't get any of that uh, reflux the minute you lie down, you get the, you know you 're in a different position now, and it 's easier for the fluid to uh, go back towards the esophagus, actually even into the back of the throat and into the mouth and that's why you're getting that sour taste mm-hmm. uh, different ways you can manage it you could try something as simple as elevating the foot of the bed a little bit that's something that seems to work or using a couple of pillows if that's not resolving it try some Gaviscon or Maalox right before bed see if it neutralizes that acid and, and you get, get away with it third option is we go back on the Zantac or the Losec or Nexium or something like that and, and see if that uh, helps but that seems to me a typical typical symptom of reflux
1: Okay, Anna, thanks for your call.
2: Thank
3: you. No problem.
1: Uh, Now, I have a question. So uh, about, I don't know, about a month ago or something, I was getting heartburn that was worse than usual, and uh, I went on that Nexium stuff, uh, and I probably used it for a second two weeks, and it started to get worse. And then when I stopped it, Because I I asked the pharmacist about it. She said, stop it and see if that's... It can actually make it worse if you Mm. use it too long.
3: Absolutely. That's a great great question, Libby. It
1: worked for the first while and then... Kaboom. Yeah.
3: yeah, so it's a, it, what you're getting there is a rebound effect. So you use the acid suppressor, and what happens now is your body starts to produce more to compensate, right? Because you're suppressing it now with, with the drug. So then when you go off it, sometimes you get this uh, this uh, rebound effect we call, right? So it can happen. Uh, generally, what we try to do with these drugs is try like like exactly what you said, two-week, four-week courses, see if we could get it under control. There's some people whose lower esophageal sphincter is so bad they got to be on it all the time. If they're not they get reflux, right? So it really depends. But we try to manage it with short courses. You know, we talk, we've talked on the show before uh, around deprescribing. When I think of one of the drugs that I target all the time, it's, uh, it's the PPIs and the Xantax uh, and the uh, antacids. Because people get put on these, and then no one thinks to take them off. And they're literally on them for years, and they may not even need them anymore. So that's one of the, the early easy targets for me is say, let's try a, tar- a trial, see if we can get you off it. If there's no symptoms, we'll keep you off.
1: Okay, uh, we've got to take a break. Uh, We're going to come back, and we will be taking more of your calls and questions. Uh, Obviously, this is a big topic because a lot of people have acid reflux. John puppister is here. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740, and we'll be right back.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to 1 fight back with libby zneimer on zuma radio
1: we are back and i am here with john papasturgio from the ontario Pharmacists association we're talking about acid reflux we have a lot of calls to take so let us get right to it dan in east york hello dan
6: hi thank you for taking my call uh, i've had acid reflux for a number of years and i've been on low sec for as, for as many years as I, as I can remember but i'm still having a problem and i've spoke to several doctors about this. I can be just standing somewhere or sitting somewhere and I'll get the acid reflux. It'll go up my esophagus and actually choke me or, and I can't breathe. And, I, and it's a very disconcerting problem. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for this.
3: Yeah, You know, and I've heard that happen before. First question, is: have you ever been scoped? Have they done an endoscopy ever on yes, you? Yes, I've been scoped a couple of times. Actually. Perfect. Okay. Yes. So there's nothing else going on there. You know, I mean, that's that's like a breakthrough, breakthrough reflux. So it's actually uh, overcoming the, kind of the medication and the suppression that the medication is surprising. A yeah, couple of yeah. things you could do when you get scenarios like that, it's actually safe to combine your your sec your PPI, with an oral antacid. So the difference uh, between the uh, PPIs, they actually work to suppress acid production. What the oral agents like the antacids do, things like a Gaviscon or Maalox, they actually neutralize the acid that 's there, right so it 's already there and it's it 's being neutralized so if you get that breakthrough uh, symptom the f- the fastest thing you could do is pop a couple of toms or Maalox or something like that uh, okay, I br- always have something in my pocket for sure absolutely yeah, try that. The other option is if if you 've been on that low sec for so many years, I would probably consider, hey, could, should we try a different PPI, maybe look at nexium or something like that okay. uh, to see uh, to see hey is it having a little bit more of an effect because maybe you've you've got some you've got some your body's kind of getting used to that low sec being around and maybe you're getting some breakthrough uh, acid production because of that one of the other things we were talking about during the break here interestingly there's a big percentage of the well not a big but about 20 percent of the population there are ultra fast metabolizers for these ppis and what that means is genetically you're predisposed to clearing the medication very very quickly so uh, conventional doses of that medication don't always work and we have to give higher doses so when you started talking about that i thought about that and uh, would a pharmacogenomic test maybe elucidate a little bit for us also but i think the easy answer is try some tubs let's see what happens
6: okay well thanks a lot for your drive no problem. Thanks.
1: okay thanks let's go to pamela in toronto hello pamela
2: hi good afternoon happy canada day in thank you okay. I uh, and I hope this applies maybe to the previous caller. I was in a position where I had the acid reflux and rather than going on medication I had thought maybe I'd investigate it a little bit and a more natural approach to it. The more I, it was not that I had too much acid which you think with acid reflux but that I had too much gas. Yeah. And it was the gas propelling the acid up my throat that gave me acid reflux. So I, rather than going on a medication, I did something, I don't know, maybe crazy, maybe naive, but I start. Uh,
3: I think... We, we I think, yeah, Pamela, you're still there.
2: And uh, whenever I would get some acid reflux, as crazy as it sounds, I would drink a cup of warm water with a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar. And while I'm sitting there thinking, this is crazy drinking vinegar, it would be gone.
3: Yep, you know what, Pamela? You bring up a real good point. We're talking about the you know pharmacological management. The reality is, reflux is generally triggered by something. So we know those common foods, things like spicy foods, alcohol, chocolate. Um, you know, they're, they're known...
1: Everything good. Everything good, yeah, is known to kind of tri-
3: trigger it. So, and, and, and patients generally know what those foods are. So the easiest thing you can do is kind of avoid those trigger foods. It's not always that easy. I mean, uh, the reality is uh, it could be a lot of things that are, are putting you in this position. Try and reduce uh, those foods, help fatty foods, weight loss seems to help a lot because it reduces that pressure on the GI tract that is pushing that kind of food back. Uh, um, so... Whatever works, works. I've heard that apple cider vinegar kind of solution before, which to me is not intuitive because it's not a, apple cider vinegar is another acid. It's not a base. So it's not really neutralizing the acid that's there. But I have patients that square by that uh, as well. So uh, work on those non pharmacological things. If they help, they help. If not, we can look at the other options.
1: Okay, let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hello, Jim.
6: Hello. Uh, Thank you. Uh, I also suffer with acid indigestion. And uh, I've had it since I was 26. I'm 72, and I still go to a chiropractor. And all it was was a little thing in my back would get out of place. I'd wake up in the night in pain. My father had it when I was a teenager. I remember seeing him standing up in the doorway, pushing on his back in the doorway. And uh, that's all my problem was. Now I go maybe once a month. To a chiropractor, I'll tell her I had a bit of indigestion, when of a finger down my spine right there, push on it, it hurts like hell, and she'll <laughs> put it in, and the pain's all gone.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jim, I mean, maybe it's a, a structural thing there that's kind of, uh, resulting in in the uh, fluid being pushed back. Uh, if it works, it works, and it seems like it's working in your case.
1: Well, you know what? When 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 I start to f- feel poorly, I just sort of sit up, up really straight and try to, uh, like, uncrunch my spine and my yeah. stomach and everything there, and it helps a bit. Yeah,
3: let gravity do its job, right? And, and gra- I see you sitting up it, straight, yeah, straight when straight out, I am, yeah, John. That's, that's, <laughs> it's pulling the acid down. And, and uh, you know, we had the caller say, when you lie down, when you're in different positions, yeah. it's going to affect you a little bit more for sure.
1: Okay, let's go. Thanks, Jim. Let's go to Dolores in Brampton. Hi, Dolores.
7: Oh, hi. I was listening to your uh, your program here, and a friend of mine had heartburn, constantly popping antacids, and he was also using a lip balm. Stopped using the lip balm, and the heartburn went away.
3: Yeah, that's that's an odd one, uh, Delore. I have no clue how that was happening, but uh, uh, who knows? Yeah, it seems like there was a connection there. Maybe there was, but... Uh, maybe there uh, wasn't. Maybe there wasn't, but yeah, maybe it was placebo. But the uh, yeah, if it worked for him, good for him. Uh, hopefully the heartburn's gone.
1: Stay away from that lip, lip balm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thanks, thanks for your call. Let us go to Rudy in Toronto. Hello, Rudy.
6: Yes, hello. Hi there. Uh, yeah, uh, this is my... Uh, short question is uh, i'm on a pantoprazole and i'm wondering if i should still take it because i don't seem to have any more symptoms of acid reflux i could give you a little bit of my my history of more than uh, two years ago I, I i went to hospital a couple of times emergency uh, uh and uh because i had uh, chest burning and so on and and i think some of those times were acid reflux because i when i laid down it got it got worse um i i did get uh, a bypass surgery i was a uh, I was worried about that I, as I said to the surgeon uh, you know I, I I wonder if it's just my acid reflux, and he said to me, "Well, let's uh, fix your heart and then we'll take care of your acid reflux, so, yeah. so I,
1: the
3: good plan, well, sure. For that. Yeah, Rudy. Uh, good, good. I mean, how like if it's how long have you been on that pantolizol uh, for now? I've been on P- pantolizol
6: for about two years.
3: Ah, yeah. Let's do a trial off it. I mean, uh, you know, stop it. Uh, see what happens over the next week or so. If you start getting the reflux coming back, it's fine to go back on it. My hunch is you probably won't need it. Uh, uh, let's see what happens. And it's it's very safe to do a short trial off the medication. I mean, if you start getting that burning uh, coming back, then you just go back on it. I'll try that. Thank okay. You. Okay. Nice.
1: okay. Thanks. Let's go to Nori in Toronto. Hello, Nori.
8: Oh, hi. Um, I have a question um, regarding acid reflex. Um, when I had my thyroid removed, the doctor told me I had too much acid in my body and all that. So um, she prescribed me on Nexium, and I was on it for years. And, but my problem is that I have too much clearing, and <clears throat> things like that, like that, all the time, every day, almost. And it sometimes it comes to a point when it's really loud, but too much clearing, and people just look at me and like get surprised, like when I'm doing that sound. But um, and, and at some point, people thought that I had. Um, like a natural thing, but I told him something's making me do that. So what do I do? Like, if you can help me, like, you know, there's too much clearing.
3: Yeah, good, good question. So that, I think, uh, what Nori's referring to is that clearing of your throat. Oh. You get that frequently. It could be uh, caused by a number of things. Uh, one, it can be reflux. So that is actually a sign of reflux. And some people, they get that hoarseness in their voice that they feel they got to kind of constantly clear. Uh, the Nexium should help with that. If it's not helping with that, The second kind of thing that goes through my mind is something like seasonal allergies, right? Uh, If it's happening seasonally, that's kind of a really telltale kind of sign that, hey, this is potentially an allergic thing. Let's try to get you on an allergy medication to see if that works. If it's happening year-round, what I would suggest is maybe switching the Nexium to another uh, PPI or combining the Nexium maybe with some Tums uh, to see if that will clear it, right? Because it could still be the acid that's doing that. If not, third thing is, let's go get you in and get you scoped uh, to see if there's anything else going on. But those are kind of my three recommendations.
8: Okay. Okay. So I have another question like if I'm trying to suppress my like, clearing and it you know I kind of like just cough so much
3: yeah yeah you can't suppress in the that. Middle
8: of something that happens so is there anything I can do to prevent it no
3: nah, there's nothing I mean it's like trying to suppress a cough it's almost impossible right that's a that's a you know autonomic response your body's just kind of triggering that because it's uh it's an irritation and it's telling you you got to clear this so uh, let's manage what's ever causing it. To try to stop it is going to be very hard.
1: Okay, let's uh, hear from Gloria in Mississauga. Hello, Gloria. Hi, how are you today? Fine.
7: Um, we're Good. starting to run out of time. So. Okay, I, I just wanted to say, I'm in my 60s now, and I was in my 30s, and I saw a doctor in Mississauga for heartburn constantly, and different pills, everything from Tums to Gaviscon to month. So... When he did a scope, he said that I had a enlarged esophagus because I would eat and um, it would, I, I couldn't keep it down. Or if I was bent over doing some gardening on my knees, I would throw up. Um, but now, anyway, here it is over 20 years that I've had this operation. It was called um, a wrap of my esophagus. And I had another scope less than six months ago. And the doctor said it's getting old, but he don't know if it can be repaired again or not. So I've been on stomach pills called Laz- Lazarel. Okay. L-A-N-S-O-P-R-A-Z-O-L-E.
4: Lansoprazole,
3: yeah. The brand name of that one is Prevacid. It's uh, another PPI similar to Anaxium. Yep. Okay. So, so I think here in your case... Uh, Uh, Gloria, we're we're talking about a a structural abnormality. So there's obviously that enlarged esophagus is the underlying cause of this. So, yeah, that's, I mean, the pills there are trying to help manage that reflux. But I think, uh, you know, letting the physicians figure out what they want to do with that enlargement, because uh, that's the underlying cause. I think that's what has to be treated. Uh, We can manage the symptoms, but I think uh, that's where this is all coming from.
1: Okay, Gloria,
4: thanks so much for your call. I, can I just say one thing? I um, found over so, the years eating lettuce
3: was undigestible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so that's—I mean—people will find certain foods are, are a problem.
1: Okay, thanks for your call. Uh, we're basically out of time here. Uh, I think this is a subject we have to pick up again yes. because obviously uh, it affects a lot of people. John, thank you so much for all that good advice.
0: Great, thanks. Good to be here. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio.